0: Learn more at marines.com. But I do want to say one thing, though. I I thought this was my building.
1: Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Would you give up four first-round selections for Aaron Rodgers? Oh, no. Would you give up three first round selections for Aaron Rodgers if you're the Denver Broncos? This is The Rich Eisen Show. How old is he? 36. He will be 38 years of age. The Rich Eisen Show. Today's guests. Host of The Dan Patrick Show, Dan Patrick. Two time Super Bowl champion, Chris Long. Plus Falcons quarterback, Matt
2: Ryan. And now.
3: Rich, you got to move on.
2: It's
4: Rich Eisen.
1: All right, welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. I'm your humble host, Rich Eisen. Yes, that was the dulcet tones of Matt Ryan, who uh, when he last appeared in the show, told me to move on from calling him the matril, which is what I've been trying to do since our podcast days. He's coming back in hour number three of this program. I'm going to be chatting with the Atlanta Falcons quarterback in hour number three. And Chris Brockman, I pledge to you, I will not bring up the matril when he joins this program in hour number three of this show. Thank God! I promise you oh. this, Mike Del Tufo. I promise you. this. I oh, promise my wife please. this, too. Well, that that's more important than a promise. I was. promised her I would. <laughs> and your kids say, <laughs> but I don't also do it. I also have something in the shoot that I told my wife uh, that I plan on bringing up with Matt Ryan, and she said, please don't. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> oh,
5: no. oh, no. oh baby! I mean, I know you, you don't listen to
1: me, yeah. but like, TJ please, Jefferson, please good to see you over there. How are you? I mean, it's a treat, Rich. It's a treat to be here every day. I'm excited to chat with Matt Ryan because, as we all know, the subject matter, uh, front and center, MVP quarterback in the NFL, and I know uh, the MVP quarterback to whom I refer has won it three times over, including last year, the conversation about what what to do with him and how to win for him in the moment that he's still on the roster as he's pushing 40. That's the conversation that's front and center in the. I mean, honestly, um, we are what, Chris? Three weeks removed from Adam Schefter's report, almost. Three weeks, two weeks, days. Yeah, we're two days away from the three-week anniversary of Adam Schefter (laughs) dropping right before the draft the conversation that Aaron Rodgers has told people in the building. Um. And uh, that that he does not wish to be a Packer anymore, and that's that's still the number one story in the NFL. We're still waiting on it right now. Uh oh, look out, everybody! Whose phones are open? That, that? That TJ Jefferson? Well, that was Peacock. It was the, the Peacock <laughs> feedback. Sorry about oh, that. My <laughs> wow! Fine. That is a five dollar fine. Yeah, yeah. my bad. <laughs> But anyway, it's, it's been almost three weeks, and that's been the, still a conversation. We're waiting around. June 1st, Is nothing's happening before June 1st, and yet we're all still speculating because we still don't know. Man. We still don't know. And
5: we still haven't heard from him We still
1: haven't heard. Well, you're not going to hear from him either. You're not going to hear from him. No, I know. I, I don't imagine. Although Kenny Mayne, in saying farewell in the Los Angeles Times, intimated that he might join Kenny in his last sports center. Something, by the way, I'm still waiting on. <laughs> But um, maybe Aaron does say something. I don't think he will. June 1, is uh, nothing's happened before then. So uh, put it all together. And the only thing we can come close to, assuming what might have gone up there, is still the Jordan Love drafting, which is a year and damn near three weeks ago. And put that all together, and whatever happened to, Matt, uh, to uh, Aaron Rodgers on draft night did not happen on that night, did not happen to Matt Ryan on this, week, this year's draft night three weeks ago, Thursday. And I can't wait to ask him about what the Falcons told him. And if he went into that draft night still not knowing. If the Falcons are on the clock and that 10 minutes are ticking down and we're on the air on NFL Network, and the first five minutes of that window is being spent on Trey Lance having just been selected. And he's sitting there either on the phone with the Falcons or just like the rest of us, waiting to hear if his window of opportunity in his final two years of Atlanta will be him answering questions about, well, how much longer do you have to play? Well, how are you going to handle this kid being there? Well... How short of a leash does Matt Ryan have with new head coach Arthur Smith? Well, was Arthur Smith not into Matt Ryan? Did they hire him knowing that he he would, they were going to move on because they knew they had the fourth overall selection when they hired Arthur Smith? That's gone. That's not happening. Even though Arthur Smith came on the program just two weeks ago and said if we felt there was a player... That would make the Atlanta Falcons a better team at fourth overall, and that player was a quarterback. We would have chosen him. We did not believe that to be the case, and they chose Kyle Pitts. So it wasn't just even choosing the successor to Matt Ryan, and going in another direction from it. it. wasn't even they didn't, They didn't even not not choose double negative the successor to Matt Ryan. They chose somebody to enhance Matt Ryan's present, and who knows what long-term future. What a concept. They dressed up the window of opportunity. (laughs) They took that window of opportunity for Matt Ryan and put some beautiful drapes on it, nice window dressing, nice little flower box in front for those outside looking in the window. Boy, did they do that with the first player off the board who wasn't a quarterback. Didn't trade out either. To try and get more picks for down the line for when Matt Ryan might not be there anymore. They went with a win now. A win now. And I can't wait to ask Matt Ryan about all of that and wonder if this was the way. If we assume that they were upfront about it, if that was the way it went in Green Bay, would it be totally different? Currently with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay as we're all waiting around for June 1, because that's the first day after which a trade will make it less of a cap pain for the Packers to absorb. As I'm sitting here right now, what's today's date, Chris Brockman? May 18th. May 18th. By the way, yesterday was Matt Ryan's 36th birthday. Sure was. So uh, on this day, May 18th, Year of our Lord, 2021. I think nothing's going to happen June 1. I think you're going to hear crickets. That's what I think. And the crickets you might hear are coming from Green Bay. Outside of that, don't know if we'll start hearing, hey, Denver's interested, or hey, Denver this, Denver that, or hey, what? Name another team in the AFC, because he is not being traded within the conference. I don't think he's being traded at all
5: you think he plays this year in green bay? That's
1: the way I'm looking at it right now on May 18th. It's the way I'm looking at it on uh the night where we're going to start turning our attention a lot more intensely off of Aaron Rodgers and more onto the NBA team in Wisconsin as they chill out and wait for the NBA playoffs to begin. Writ Large first round tonight's the play-in tournament. And my my issue again with the play-in tournament is I'd rather see the Celtics and Wizards and Warriors and Lakers already know that they are playing the Sixers and Nets and Jazz and Suns, respectively. I'm I'm ready for that. I know that might have meant less intense action down the stretch in the regular season, that the regular season last two weeks for a handful of teams were more significant, although... The conversation is that the Clippers essentially pulled the plug on there last week to avoid being in the 2-3 hole so they don't have to see the Lakers should the Lakers actually turn into last year's Lakers until the Western Conference Finals. Neither here, neither here nor there. And the other thing, too, is like, look, and I know that I work for a league that usually for a playoff, series, playoff weekend puts its best foot forward with whatever game the Texans or Bengals are usually hosting in the playoffs, should either one of them make it? <laughs> you know what I mean. First up Saturday, <laughs> baby. First up Saturday was was basically Texans win uh, the the South or the Bengals, Bengals win the North. That's your game. Man. I understand that, but Locked honestly, up. hey everybody, the playoffs begin tonight. Winner go home game. Indiana four games under five hundred hosting Charlotte six games under five hundred. I will, however, tune in to see what LaMelo Ball looks like The, in many people's minds still, despite his injury, the Rookie of the Year. So that's tonight, and then we'll see what the Celtics look like against Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal and the Washington Wizards, and I think Brockman is already buckled into a Thursday night elimination game <laughs> against the winner of Indiana and Charlotte.
5: I am ready for back-to-back losses. It's over, and then an off-season of should they fire Brad Stevens? Should they trade
1: Tatum or Brown? I'm Whoa, ready for let's, all of Let's it. let's wait till tomorrow for that conversation because right. I still think Tatum, as you know, the way that he's been shooting, it's like he's throwing it into the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, he has been so special down the stretch. He has been remarkable. Maybe he takes the team, puts him on their back, and, and, and makes him the seventh It'd seed by uh, midnight tonight. It'd be great. I don't have and, that And, and then out. you know that you are locked in against the Brooklyn Nets, and then we can talk about if Stevens <laughs> is going to get fired. <laughs> After we get swept.
5: I know, maybe so. <laughs>
1: By Kyrie. Hey, man.
5: Well,
1: that's down the road. We'll talk about that with my buddy Dan Patrick when he joins us in about 10 minutes' time. We follow his show every day on Sirius XM Channel 211, NBC Sports Audio, and, of course, on TV, on NBC Sports, on Peacock. Chris Long, two-time Super Bowl champion, is on the program. I love this guy, man. I love interesting people. I love funny people. I love people who have a point of view, and I love people who just don't really care what you think. Because I reached out to him yesterday when I saw his – when I saw his – name trending yesterday because ryan kerrigan got traded
5: yeah <laughs> yeah
1: you know and so god yep. bless him i sent him a text just basically saying hey it's been a while since we talked i honestly it was just i saw his name trending i saw why it was trending that's not why i reached out to him to talk about it but i just wanted i just reminded me i haven't spoken to him he hasn't been on the show in about a week a month or, or what have you bless him I texted him, hey, when are you going to come on? And he wrote back, what's up, man? White edge rusher bat signal? Question mark. <laughs> he knew. <laughs> the, the crying, laughing emoji. He knew. That's How funny that is, is hilarious. he? White edge rusher bat <laughs> signal. <laughs> By of the way. Not a bad fantasy Not a bad name. fantasy How name. funny is he? Because Ryan Kerrigan... Leaves Washington football team signs with the Eagles where Chris Long signed. And then, as you all know, as soon as Chris Long signed their Super Bowl, does that mean Ryan Kerrigan brings a Super Bowl there? I don't think so. don't think so. Don't know. Doesn't hurt. Can't say no. Can't say yes. Can't say no. Doesn't hurt that Eagles defense, I know. We're all high register when it comes to that. So, (laughs) long story short. Very funny. Put it all together. They're on. Um, and Matt Ryan in Hour 3. Great poll question today. We've already mentioned one of the names of who's involved. Chris Brockman, have at it, so we could set the table for DP calling in in about seven minutes. Okay, so
5: yesterday and over the weekend, uh, we were talking about this. Uh, It it seems inevitable at this point that Zion Williamson will not be a Pelican for maybe that much longer. So we got a free Zion campaign going on, uh, and that got me thinking, Rich, especially watching the Angels play last night. Who most needs to be freed from their current team? Who most needs to be freed from their current team? We have Zion Williamson. I know you're, you've been into that for a few days. I've been into that weeks. for now, a few now. days now. You, you, you hashtagged out of the blue, hashtag free just Zion. Free, just free Zion. From the show just account. Just free Zion. Okay. And this dates back to even like years and years ago, I was on a free fits campaign. I wanted to wear Fitzgerald freed from the Arizona Cardinals. And guess
1: what? And guess
5: what? But he's never won a championship. He could have went to New England and won, like, four. That's all I'm saying. Got so, a point. so we've been talking about Aaron Rodgers now for the entire offseason, it feels like. Let's free Aaron Rodgers. So okay. let's free Zion. Hashtag free free Aaron. Aaron. Let's hashtag free Aaron. And look, Rich, I, I believe it's too late for Mike Trout. It's well, too- I mean, he's,
1: he has signed a... You know, he had signed you know, for, like, the rest of his life. Yeah, a gross national product for a nation to stay here in Southern California with the, the Los LA, Angeles Angels. Los
5: Angeles Angels. However, Rich, it is mm-hmm. not too late to free Otani. Hashtag free Otani. It is not too late.
1: The current Major League Baseball leader in home runs after he tomahawked Oh, my gosh eye-level fastball with an exit velocity of 8, a spacex aircraft. Like it was, it was aircraft. In, like,
5: a, like a UAP, Rich. He's Not got, a, he's they got call
1: it Nicely, a UAP. <laughs> he's going to the Met.
5: It is isn't Just anywhere <laughs> but Anaheim, and this guy would be the <laughs> biggest star in the world. Well,
1: that's the point, too, that we kind of made earlier on off the air, and I'll bring it here, is that he chose Los Angeles, and he chose... The team in Los Angeles that is in second place. I mean, it's right. I, I, it, you can't call them the Clippers of Los Angeles because we're 20 years removed from their championship. Okay, that they also did make it to uh, American League Championship Series level. Unlike the Clippers, they, you know, were owned by Gene Autry and, you know, you know now by Artie Moreno, who is. Neither of them come anywhere remotely close to the execrable Donald Sterling. Look it up. Um, but the only reason why I mention it is because you know the Lakers are clearly the t- basketball team in Los Angeles. The Dodgers are clearly the team in Los Angeles, Major League Baseball team in Los Angeles. And the Angels, you know, changed their name from the California Angels, the Anaheim Angels, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim to the Los Angeles Angels. Otani chose them had to know that he'd be flying under the radar, if you will. And I'm wondering if he did did sign with New York, Mets, Yankees, Cubs, if he did sign with the Dodgers, if he did sign with any of those teams, Red Sox, would he be as successful? Nature versus nurture, if you will. But... It does appear, if you take a look at how many how many playoff at-bats has Mike Trout had, now he's a 29-year-old, Mike, is the modern-day Mickey Mantle? Mike Trout is one for 12. There you the go. Playoffs. So, Otani, you know, he's the modern-day Ruth.
3: You say Mike hope, Trout's 29. He is 29. I it. mean, it seems like Mike Trout's like 48. No, he's been around for <laughs> <I know. laughs>
1: All right, we'll take a break. We'll ask this of Dan Patrick, my buddy DP, uh, of the Dan Patrick Show, the Emmy-nominated Dan Patrick Show. We'll be joining me next, Chris Long and then Matt Ryan. After those 2 844-204-RICH is the number to dial right here on this edition of The Rich Eisen Show. For take a break, I want to tell you about the epic speed driver, Chris Brockman. When I am done from here, I am taking off. I have a 1 p.m. Oh. East Pacific oh. time. Tea time. You dirty dog. Tapped out. I haven't played in a while. Hold on. I haven't played with somebody who's... Uh, older than 10 years old in a while. <laughs> nice, nice. Okay? So I'm going to take my... I'm, it is. I cannot wait to take the big dog and let it eat. And that's my epic speed driver using artificial intelligence. That's the future of speed thanks to Callaway. The AI design structure connects the top and the bottom of the driver right behind the face. It enhances torsional stability and impact. I'll put it in a little bit more plainer English. Basically... The driver head doesn't twist as much, and it doesn't deform when it hits the ball. So the power and the energy gets transferred right from the driver face into the golf ball. More energy to the golf ball means more ball speed. Ball goes far. The Epic Max, that's the forgiving one. That's the one I use. There's the fastest Epic and the better players Epic, the Epic Max LS. The Epic Speed. My gosh, they are amazing. I love swinging these big dogs and letting them eat hitting bombs so go to callawaygolf.com slash epic to check out check out the epic family of drivers from callaway dan patrick when we come back on the rich eisen show let's talk o'reilly auto parts people or as you might know from their jingle OOO oh oh o'reilly auto parts they're in the business of keeping your car on the road on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I thought to myself, okay, in the few minutes that are here, let me let me write uh, an Ed Hockley retirement letter and read it out on the air. We then posted on the Rich Eisen Show feed exclusive. The number of people that retweeted it and said they thought it was real is alarming. It's the only way to put it. So God bless him you know how much we love SVP is Scott on the line now is Scott there yeah Yeah,
6: yeah. (laughs) Yeah. you thought it was real well I mean as you as you said you are a guy that has a reputation you work at the NFL Network you got sources and when it was brought up to me in in our meeting hey did you see the letter Hockey Lee wrote and and I I thought well that's funny and then later as I'm trying to write this script I'm not finding it anywhere on like Google searches or whatever but I'm like where'd y'all see that and then the producer that had it is like oh it's on Eisenstein so I read your I'm like, there it is. I see the quotes that work, and I just splat. I, I just slam it in there on the script and read it on television. <laughs> fake news. Hashtag, yes. <laughs> Hashtag, fake news. I'm mortified. Apologies to Mr. Oxy. <laughs> I'm to sorry. You.
1: We did not. No. That was
6: not our intent. Yeah, we, we didn't know it was going to happen like that. That's entirely on us for not for not vetting and yeah. an alarm. And just, it goes off to me that I'm not able to find this anywhere but there. But again, and this is where I'll turn it and point at you and blame you, Rich Eisen. <laughs> when you're a source of you know information and you got stuff no one else has got, you think, yeah, sure, he's <laughs> got the Hockley retirement letter. And it's I guess believable that he's got his
1: own stationery with himself on it. Where there's a watermark of him as a rat <laughs>
6: As <laughs> believable as it is that he's going to go sort out the lactic acid with a <laughs> regimen. vigorous regimen, vigorous, vigorous regimen. I beg your pardon. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah.
1: You're the best, man. You're the best. Uh,
6: I'm and sorry. You're the, and you're the worst. Don't 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 spoof me like that again. <laughs>
1: All right, that was when uh, we, uh, we host Scott Van Pelt. We're back here on the Rich Eisen Show on Peacock. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. We will be rejoined by the Rich Eisen Show radio audience in about 45 seconds time. Dan Patrick will join us at that point in time. Chris Long and Matt Ryan will be uh, joining after Dan Patrick here on this Tuesday program. That leads you up to the, the old playing tournament. First game out of the gate. Everybody watch Indiana versus uh, Charlotte. Four games under five hundred versus six games under five hundred. Not the best foot forward, I'll be honest with you. But then, you know, things get it better with the uh the matchup of the Celtics and the Wizards. And then, of course, we all know Wednesday night is the big money game between LeBron and Steph Curry. Uh you can check out our YouTube archive at youtube.com slash rich show. And once again, we're here on NBC Sports on Peacock. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. I'm done tap dancing to get to our radio audience. We're back on the radio uh, along with our Peacock audience. We follow the Dan Patrick Show every single day on NBC Sports Audio, Sirius XM, Channel 211. And right here on Peacock, which is free, you go to PeacockTV.com and get it. And the it is NBC Sports Channel and my buddy Dan Patrick of the Dan Patrick Show and more back here on the show. How you been, D.P.?
2: I'm good. I'm good, Rich. How are you?
1: I am better for hearing your voice. I am better <laughs> for hearing your voice. Um, so let's—I uh, don't know—what, what, what? What do you decide about what you're talking about these days? This is helpful to me and the crew here as well, Dan. After seven years, we're sitting here right in the middle of May. It seems like we're sitting around waiting for Aaron Rodgers to talk while the NBA begins. What are you and the Danettes uh, hash around to figure out? This is what we're going to talk about on the show today.
2: I just sort of take the temperature of everybody and just say, tell me what you're really interested in, because, you know, ultimately, it's a democracy until it's a dictatorship. (laughs) It's a democracy when we start the morning and then it becomes a dictatorship where I have to do it. Yes. But they understand this. Make your case. Tell me what you're interested in. What guests are we going to go after? And, And we have a back and forth throughout the day from from now until tomorrow morning. And then we'll come in tomorrow morning and then we sort of hit the reset button and figure out, you know, do we have any more information on Deshaun Watson? Do we have any more information on Aaron Rodgers? Uh, LeBron says that he's not uh, given respect as one of the great scores of all time. You have the play-in game with Golden State. Uh, Ron Wolf, the Hall of Fame GM, formerly the Packers, calling quarterbacks now divas. Mm. You just sort of cobble it together and you go, okay, do we have sound? Do we have a guest? And how do we make this work usually for uh, – seven to 10 minutes uh, as long as this segment might be.
1: Well, the thing, the problem I have with, you know, and I, I know Ron Wolf's in the Hall of Fame and so is Terry Bradshaw, but when you choose a quarterback in the first round and trade up to go get a quarterback in the first round in 2020, under the current construct of building a roster in the NFL and the current collective bargaining agreement of the NFL, under which Ron Wolf never built a team and Terry Bradshaw never won a, played, played, a, played a down, that when you do that, you have to put that kid on the field. You have to put that kid on the field by year three. Otherwise, you are making a huge financial bet on the kid's future for a fifth-year option pickup that will hamstring your team with a guy that you don't know if it's worthy or not. And we're already seeing a team like you know the Rams and Philadelphia sign their quarterback who they drafted to a nine-figure deal and then have to make a big deal out of getting out of it uh Rodgers has every right to say something, Dan, in my estimate, It doesn't make him a diva. It makes him smart to try and move his chess pieces around the board. I wonder what you think.
2: But I don't know what makes you a diva because Russell Wilson wanted to have a seat at the table. And, he you know, understand when Pete Carroll got to Seattle, didn't do well his first couple of years. Then they draft Russell Wilson. Russ has cleaned up a lot of mistakes in Seattle because they've had some bad drafts. And I would think that Russ has earned that right to at least sit at the table. That doesn't mean that he has the final say-so or total autonomy. But I am curious, the guy who's going to be sacked more than any other quarterback in history would like to talk about the offensive line or offensive strategy. Okay, I'll give you a seat at the table. If Aaron Rodgers wants to talk about what is our philosophy, are we a run-first type offense, what kind of players are we going after? Give him a heads up if you're going to draft his replacement. Like yes. that, I don't think, like, that, that we're not asking too much. Everybody thinks, oh, my God, Tom Brady's running the Buccaneers. Tom brought in Gronk and Antonio Brown. It's not like he said, let me work out Tristan Wirfs at offensive tackle. And I, I think that even Mahomes, it, is Mahomes saying, hey, you've got to get me, what, offensive line help? You don't need a seat at the table for us to know we need to get you offensive line help, wide receivers, or whatever it might be. I, I don't know if quarterbacks, I, how much of a say should they have? Now, do I want to give Deshaun Watson say on who we should uh, bring into interview? Not particularly, but I'll listen to his suggestion. I'm not going to let him say, hey, we're going to hire that guy, or I don't want to play here. Then he's gone too far, but... You know, Ron Wolf. What, it, what is a deal to him, um, you know, this is a new NFL. Back then, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, you did shut up and just play. Um, but if Dan Marino's playing now, Joe Montana's playing, how would Joe Montana have right. handled Steve Young coming to the Niners?
1: Right. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> you know, and and, and and he's obviously, prior to Brady winning seven, the gold standard for quarterbacks along with Bradshaw too in terms of the number of Super Bowls that they won Dan and and so again to sit but here how and would say
2: Bradshaw have done if they brought in Dan Marino?"
1: well he pointed out that they drafted Mark Malone in the first round in 1980 and 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 Bradshaw was still in his late 20s where he just turned 30 and of course he had all those trophies in the case and he's like well I didn't pay any attention to him and the reason why he didn't have to Is the financial construct of the league was not set up in such a way where it was essentially mandated that Malone get on the field, regardless of whether he deserved it or not, regardless of Bradshaw's play or not, that Jordan Love and Rodgers knows it is going to have to get on the field in order for that first round selection to be paid off in any way, shape, or form, whether it's for the guy for the future or to turn him into Jimmy G. And at least Jimmy G. got on the field, so the Niners knew that he was worth it to you know, like that. That's why Rogers is saying something right now, and I don't think well, that's the diva. The
2: bet. The Packers bet, and it looks like they lost on two fronts. They bet on Jordan Love, and they bet that Aaron Rodgers. They bet against Aaron Rodgers, and they bet on Jordan Love, and it looks like they're losing both of those bets. Jordan Love is not ready, and Aaron Rodgers won the MVP. And I think they thought, hey, his numbers are starting to diminish, and this will be the last year. I truly thought they thought that this was going to be his last year, this past season, and that Jordan Love would then be elevated, you know, to the starter's role, or at least he'd be in the on-deck circle. There's no reason to draft a first-round quarterback if you can't take advantage of how much you don't have to pay him. Because after this – I mean, look at Sam Darnold in Carolina. If he has a good year, what are you doing with Sam Darnold now? All of a sudden, I got to go. Is he worth a hundred million dollars? Uh-huh. If I franchise him, is he worth thirty-five million dollars? That's why Carolina, unless they think they're getting Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers, should have taken Justin Fields, in my
1: opinion. Dan Patrick here on the Rich Eisen Show. And, you know, again, that's the new construct of the NFL where yeah. you, you the owners said, we're sick and tired of paying a kid out of college the most money in the history of our franchise. There's no other business in America who does it. Like that. There's no law firm <laughs> that takes the top legal scholar out of Harvard and <laughs> makes him or her the highest paid lawyer in the history of some wall street firm. You know what I mean? Like, so they, they, they wanted to at least see something on the field before they had to make that financial commitment to somebody. And now, as you know, you just pointed out that there are some teams that have done that in the Eagles and the Rams, and now they're out of that, you know? And so, so when you're having people on your show, as much as you are and cobbling together from news in information, men and women and players and coaches about what, is the crux of the Rodgers situation, and how fixable is it? What do you think is going to happen with this DP?
2: You know, my my issue is that we haven't heard from anybody who is you know confirming, validating any of this. Um, you know, it, I take Adam Schefter at his word that Aaron Rodgers wants out. Okay, but I don't. I haven't heard from Aaron, and I haven't heard from the Packers other than to say we're not. Trading him, I know the Rams inquired. I know the Niners inquired, and I think they were just doing their due diligence. But does he is he steadfast? He'll never play for the Packers again. Uh, you know, De- Deshaun Watson said that. Look, I'm not playing here again, and that you know, of course, might be the case for a variety of reasons now. But right. until then, it's really hard to sort through this. And as you know, we. I spent 18 years at ESPN where you had to have two sources all the time when you're going to, you know, give information. And if you speculate just by speculating, I put my name to it. Therefore it becomes a report. Like it's not just, Hey, I think this may happen. Dan Patrick reporting that, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to stay. Like I never want to get into that gray area because people are so hungry for information and they're going to take, and all of a sudden a rumor, innuendo, or a whisper, or I'm hearing, mm-hmm. um, becomes more fact. And, and I don't have any facts when it comes to, to Aaron Rodgers. And I feel like I do a disservice to the story every time I do the story because I really don't have an update. Hey, I'm hearing Denver would offer this, or the Raiders would, Have they offered that? Uh, n- no. But I'm hearing they would. I'm hearing that Aaron would like to go to Vegas. Okay, until Aaron says, I want to go to Vegas, I
1: can't believe that.
2: So you're sorting through it, and it, you know, it just feels like I know less. Every time I do the story. No, I
1: know we, we've been equating it to that Seinfeld episode where his girlfriend looks beautiful in one light and then in the next light, just not, <laughs> not as pretty, you know? And, and so when it comes down to it, you know, the NFL schedule makers are full speed ahead. They put the Packers on a nationally televised game essentially uh, for the first four weeks. So we're going to have a front row seat to this whole business. And I'm just assuming that, the Packers are are, are not going to budge because that's their history, and Rodgers won't budge, and that's their history. and And, and you might see, I, I I don't I don't know what the answer is. Do they send him a bouquet? Is it like we're really really sorry for drafting Jordan Love? I mean, because that's the potentially unfixable part about this whole deal.
2: But I I would have traded Aaron Rodgers. I, you know, I, I I just I can't let one player as great as he is. I can't let him hold us captive here. If we bet on Jordan Love, then let's take advantage of that situation and see if he can play. It's unfortunate you have a NFC powerhouse here, a Super Bowl contender. But if I would have thought about this earlier, I would have gone back to the nine. I would have gone to the Niners and said, before you trade all of these picks. Miami (laughs) move up to three send all of that and Jimmy G to Green Bay now I I can have a transition that's not going to be painful that if Jimmy G plays one year and then we say goodbye Jordan love we get two years out of him and then I get all these draft picks here Jimmy Garoppolo is a serviceable quarterback with a really good roster that you can still compete that's where I would have gone with this Rodgers is never going to be more valuable than he is right now and as much as it would pain me to get rid of him or be the GM to say, "Yep, I traded Aaron Rodgers." If you had traded him prior to an MVP season, then I think people would have had a little bit more of a problem. And another thing, Rich, if Aaron Rodgers scores that touchdown against Tampa Bay, <laughs> yes is he is he still upset or not as upset if they go to the super like i don't i don't know how it just i don't know there it just feels like there's some gray area here
1: well taking the two things you just said Dan Patrick at Dan Patrick show we follow his show the emmy nominated Dan Patrick show every single day here on NBC Sports on Peacock and NBC Sports Audio 211 that's my reset to show how much of a professional i am to Dan um, that the two things you just said there Number 1 is if you are correct if you are correct that the Packers do what you just said and I think that that's a smart decision then you know the cap ramifications of trading him back when the Niners might have knocked on their door instead of trading all that to to Miami or on draft day would have been so harmful certainly in the 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 contracted uh cap year of uh, after COVID um you know when we're obviously we're still in it uh that it just could not have happened then, so I, I would say June one will be, as the kids say, lit, if that happens, because that's yeah. when that's when somebody like the Dolphins, with their draft choices, might be able to go and get Aaron Rodgers or even Deshaun Watson if he's a viable quarterback, you know, in the NFL and also a citizen of the world, uh, or the anybody, the Broncos could do something like that as well. So that that will be June one to take a look at that, and then in terms of losing to brady i think for sure that brady winning in his house and beating him in that manner after they've dressed up the window of opportunity remaining in his career just fresh to the team is what's really pissing aaron Rodgers off even more i think so dan
2: yeah but aaron had the home game like he he had the title game in his backyard i mean you got to win these games and uh, I can look at play calling, but Aaron didn't handle that last drive well, and I do think they've helped him with that roster. I mean, let's be honest; they haven't spent spent you know their their uh, first round picks on skill position or on, you know offensive right. players, but their second third round picks they've they've done really well. I mean, Javante Adams. Uh, Jordy Nelson they, they've they found receivers now you can say does Rodgers make them better yes he does but their offensive line is good
1: Aaron uh, Jones too the, they kept Aaron Jones Brady
2: didn't have any Brady yeah Aaron Jones Brady didn't have any first round skill position players for how many years 16 years He won all those Super Bowls uh, now did he want it yes did they have an offensive line that they would just bring guys in yes were they, you know, converting a quarterback to a wide receiver? Yes, they did that. You know, did they get a couple of really good tight ends, or certainly with Gronk? Yes, they did. Gronk was a second-round pick. But Brady did it, and, you know, they did fine players. And I think with Aaron, we tend to look at that roster and go, man, he's done a whole lot with nothing. They, they do have some good players and a good offensive line and some good skill position players. So I think they've done right by him. They just owed him a heads up just to say, you know, like that's all. Just say, look, if this player is there, I, we just want you to know that we really like him and he's, you know, long-term, whatever it is. It, you may not like it, but if if you at least know about it, then they've thought about you. And I, I, and he should understand this. They did this to Brett Favre when he was there. So they he should understand it. I just think he deserved a heads up by – By the front office.
1: Before I let you go, Dan Patrick, uh, what do you think of the play-in tournament? You like it? Um, Yeah. You do? Yeah. yeah. Okay.
2: Well, here's the thing. If we didn't have, by the way, it's the State Farm play-in
1: tournament. Oh, jeez. I'm I'm, going to get a pen. I need to get a pen. (laughs) My bad. Dan, I I apologize to the insurance (laughs) industry. My God. writ large. Don't. Don't let that happen again. Um,
2: <laughs> I, I, I like the play-in, but if, if you didn't have the Lakers against Golden State, then I don't think anybody would really care about the play-in tournament. But you have LeBron and Steph tomorrow night, therefore we're like, yeah, I like this, I like yes. this matchup here. If it's the Wizards against the Celtics, uh, it's uh, the Hornets against the Pacers, nobody cares. You know the Grizzlies against the Spurs, nobody cares. But you got LeBron against Steph, and everybody thinks the play-in tournament is awesome. So I think it's this year. It's awesome. Let's see what happens next year because I don't think you're going to have this perfect storm where all the injuries and you're a seven seed and you're going to hook up with a guy who's been incredible in Steph Curry. Uh, it it might be a, a nondescript, you know, Final Four or you know, front four or you know whatever the uh, play-in tournament is uh, next year. And we won't get as much excitement or headlines out of it.
1: All right. And I lied before I let you go now, for real. Um, I, the, one, one of the many things that we do here on this show that was uh, taken from yours when we were born uh, on Audience Channel is the poll question, which went from being uh, online uh, on a website now on Twitter. So ask Dan Patrick the poll question before we get out of Dodge here with Dan,
5: Dan. Dan, real quick. Who most needs to be freed from their current team? Aaron Rodgers, Zion Williamson, Shohei Otani.
2: Um, what do you think? Uh, uh, I think Rodgers because it, it it's, it's uncomfortable uh, for both sides, it feels like. Whereas, you know, Zion make good of it For as long as you can. I mean, And Shohei Ohtani, would I like to see him on a bigger stage? Yes. I think he may look, and and I'd have to go back, I think he may have chosen the Angels because it wasn't as big a stage as if he'd gone to the Yankees or the Dodgers. So that might suit his personality Mm -hmm. a little bit more. He's got a great manager to play for. Um, Would I like to see Zion on a big stage, nightly basis? Yes, I, I would, but... I would like to see if he can make it work in New Orleans because when you get all of these players and then nobody cares about the secondary markets here, I just don't think it's great for the sport. So I I, I would say Rodgers because both teams, it feels like, could benefit from moving on.
1: DP, appreciate the time. I'm, I miss talking to you. Um, so um, I'd love to do this as often as you'd like. And, you know, uh, I don't know how often Dan Bickley's on your program, but, I mean, I'm, I'm – I'm up for calling into yours, Dan. if you're up for that dan
2: well that would that would be great that that doesn't sound that doesn't sound
1: like you mean that, and I'm being genuine calling into your show if oh, you're okay
2: well, i just I, I didn't know if it was as often as I like or as often as you like, so I was just trying to figure
1: that out well as often as I'd like, which is you know tomorrow, what are you doing tomorrow okay. dan <laughs> what are you doing tomorrow what
2: am I doing? T- Tomorrow. Well, you know, we're cobbling together stories right now, and, and, and <laughs> trying to figure, we're trying to figure out what what we're gonna do. Did oh. you listen to me when we started the interview of how this works?
1: Yeah, I did. I did. So the, I'm, I'm 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 here to put that together. But I
2: got Fritzy. Like Fritzy, you know, he's. He's in scramble mode, always looking, seeing what storylines there are, and you know, if Fritzy decides that he wants Rich Eisen on the show, then Rich Eisen's on the
1: show. Oh, but you're the dictator. Hey, did is that Brockman? Did the Danettes want to fight us? Yeah, yeah, Dan, what's going on? Do you guys want to? Are you down or something on the after show that the Danettes are putting together? They threw. They said they want to fight us. Is that true?
2: Well, we were talking about Floyd Mayweather fighting. What? Jake Logan Paul? Paul or, yeah, whatever. Yeah, okay. yeah. Both of them. Yeah. And then we thought, okay, who would we fight on a celebrity match? And Pritzi said uh, the situation. Paulie said uh, that uh, that guy who uh, put on the Fire Festival. Billy uh,
5: <laughs> <laughs> McFarlane. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, Billy, Mc, Billy uh, McLovin said that he would fight Stu Gotts from the Dan Levitard show. Right. I'd pay and, for that one. And, and then Seton said that he was going to fight... Um Del Tufo, yeah. <laughs> I
0: mean, oh my gosh! Well,
2: See, I it did. I mean, it was just Del wow. Tufo. Like I would, I would, if I had to fight you on the, uh, the undercard, I would do it. But I, I wasn't, I wasn't calling for that. No, I understand
1: because, because I, I understand. I, I would be the, in your mind, certainly the Jake Paul of that scenario. And I don't know if I'm. Um you know, I'm, I'm not.
2: No, th- I didn't want to do that. I mean, I, I, am just saying that your name came up only by proxy because ah. Seaton wanted to kick Del Tufo's ass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm training, so, Dan. He's a lover, not I'm a ready, fighter. Lover so too. are we too? Well,
2: I, I have seen you with your pants off.
1: It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while.
2: You guys might want to go to break here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you, Dan. You take care. <laughs> All right, buddy. All Bye. Right, bud. There you go. There's Dan Patrick, everybody. And we will take a break because well, Dan knows the schedule. He knows the he knows the wheel, if you will. We're back on the rich eyes. That's <laughs> fantastic. We're back in a moment. Lots to unpack, as they say in the business. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung. And that means spring cleaning. Or at least Mike Del Tufo is standing in a microphone that's uh, about, I'd say, 20 feet away. Yep. Looking right at Mr. Wonderful of Kevin O'Leary of Shark Tank. Go for it, Mike Del Tufo.
0: What happens if, like, something happens to me and 2,500 miles away, my family's there, and they don't know, I could be sitting in the apartment alone, dead for days. So I came up with an idea for an app (laughs) called Just In Case that would be basically you download it, and you could check in with this app. And other people could see that, A, you're alive still, you could basically be tracked with it, and in theory, basically, it would keep you, you know, people knowing what's happening to you.
4: Just to get the whole story, yeah. before I completely eviscerate you. Go ahead. How, how, how would you make money doing this?
0: You, a subscription, per, per month. Oh, people are gonna pay per month. 99 cents per month, very cheap. $12 dollars a year.
4: <laughs> okay, so, here's a scenario. Yep. like You're in your apartment, you die. Don't you think the neighbors are gonna smell your rotting corpse?
0: Oh no, there was actually a person in Santa Monica that sat for eight days, two buildings down from me, before people knew that that person was dead. That's the
4: worst idea. Not only does this have zero merit, I mean, the chance that people actually want to contemplate their mortality and pay 99 cents a month doing it is crazy. Think about it, if if your mom calls you for two days and doesn't get an answer, she's probably gonna call the super and say, go check on his corpse. Like, think about it. They don't need ninety nine cents a month for that. But in theory,
0: wouldn't you want would, if it's something you don't have to do? Mike, other people can when check you're in. You're dead.
4: You're dead. Ugh. Like, who cares?
0: <laughs> but just in case.
4: That no, I won't yet. care. There'll be a new guy. How does the app there, know you're dead? The app doesn't know you're dead. You have what to tell it you're not. The dead. app would tell not you that yet. you're not
0: checking in. Every time you unlock your phone, it would ping, and you put people on a list that know that if, like, your your mother is in Florida. She could be sitting in the house. You know that at least she's checked in on her phone. If you're their kid, you don't have to talk to him on the phone. You don't have to call him. And if it's a kid, why, you know the kid. You, why, if you think you're,
4: if you're, if you're worried if your something's mother's happened, dead, why don't you call her? <laughs> well, call let's your say, mother, Mike.
0: Call your mother. But let's just assume that you, let's, you don't, you're not going to call. People don't call their mother and father. Live 2,500
4: miles away Mom, every day. I just want to make sure you're not minute. dead. Like, are you kidding? You should call your mother every day. No,
0: no, no. I'm talking about like all day. You don't know. Oh, right, you buddy. want to know
4: the exact moment your yeah, mother dies? You can dies. check in. and
0: know that they've <laughs> Exactly.
4: <laughs> Thank you, Mike. So she logs Thank on, you. says, "I'm dying. I'm dying." Oh no. like, like, <laughs> man! Like, you know, Mike, horrifically bad, really bad, really <laughs> bad.
1: I tried. Oh man, Del Tufo did not want to do it no, that day. We forced him to do it, and <laughs> I wasn't and ready. it's now an all timer. <laughs> <I> Was it <laughs> an all timer? It's an Go awesome. to our YouTube it's page, awesome. youtube.com slash Rich Show. Okay, so just a great chat with Dan, who I've known since 1996, okay? I've known him, she's coming up on 25 years Did you now. meet Dan your first day? I don't remember when I specifically met yeah, him. Yeah. I just know that he, um, you know, gave me crap from the first second, and I took that to mean that he took a liking to me. Yeah. Because the other way, I didn't want to think for two seconds flat. why is Dan Patrick hazing me in a way <laughs> so um and you know you were kind enough to say in the commercial break, TJ that fans kind of like listening to Dan and I talk yeah, and I responded that's why we're sitting on this set today. I fully you know I'm you know I'm very confident in my abilities and how you know I've conducted myself in my career, but I will never shy away from giving credit where it is due on my behalf and that is this show followed Dan Patrick's show it does on NBC Sports Audio and NBC Sports on Peacock and it did for years on Audience which was the home of Dan Patrick's show before our show began in 2014 and Chris Long who was the executive who ran audience here on the campus of direct tv and then at&t before moving on he was kind enough to hear my conversations with dan on dan's show when i was a regular on that and he Mm -hmm. essentially said how would you like i'm thinking of building out our block on audience how would you like to do this show and i was all in and i was recounting during the commercial break when that conversation happened. It happened at the Ravens Niners Har Bowl, Harbaugh Super Bowl, the Harbaugh in New Orleans. I think it was the 2013 30. calendar year, right? 2012 NFL season, yeah. correct? That's what it was. And I, I remembered how Dan had like a set and the sets that were built for him on audience. I told Chris Long was the envy of everybody in our business. Dan had like a French Quarter house set up outside yeah. of the convention center where we were all packed in Radio Row, including NFL Network. And I remember telling this to Chris Long, and Chris Long's like, you know, let's uh, let's have a conversation. Great. And then T.J. Jefferson, Rich Eisen, social media grandmaster, who I like to say is the Forrest Gump of this show because he knows everybody, <laughs> and trip. he's got pictures next to Jordan, and he's tight with Ashton and Mila, and, you know, and you don't like— Wilmer. And Wilmer, right, and he, yeah. he calls him by first names, you know, and Demi, you know, <laughs> I mean, and not Bruce, more. bravado. Keep, keep going. Okay, we yeah. can keep going on and on and on. You don't like that because you're not about it. You just have met everybody. I had no idea that one of those people in this world of TJ – was me. <laughs> you, yeah. sir, he says to me, do you know how you got from the Dan Patrick set back to the convention center? I remember it was pouring rain. It was pouring rain.
3: Yeah. And you were, um, so I was working for, for direct TV at the time and I was down there and it was Artie Lang had a show and Dan had a show. Right, so I, Artie had the like, I was pulling like no live 14 hour days down there. It was rough. So it was pouring rain. You did Dan's show. And I was kinda like I was kinda like Chris Long's not the right hand but the hand after the right hand. Like yes. so he would kinda like put me by his side and I learned a lot of stuff from Chris and so down there working and you know you did the show and then I saw you guys talk and then you were getting ready to leave. That was the conversation we were having. Yeah, and so it was pouring rain and you were about to walk. And so I told James Crittenden, I'm like, You want me to just drive rich? And he goes, Yeah, sure. So I went and got an SUV, pulled up. You got in. You and I chatted briefly. I drove you like maybe two 50 minutes. feet. It yeah, was it, not it, that far. It was, but, but it was, it was, it pouring, was rain. pouring rain. Pouring know, yeah. It was in a New Orleans rain. And that was the first time you and I ever met. I mean, obviously, you didn't remember because why would you remember at that point? But. So was I? I was typically genial and happy. Yeah, you to were change. cordial, and I—I I mean, I walked away going all right because, of course, I know Rich Eisen. I've watched you, you know,
0: on Sports no. Center. So I was like, all right, yeah, Unbelievable. he was cool. TJ, what rating would you have given Rich? Was it oh, a great question, Mike? That's a great <laughs> question. <laughs> Stop it. I would have
3: given him a 4.95. That like, boy. For, four, no, five. I take that bet. I would give him a 4.54. Five, 4.54. Five,
1: Stop four, it. 4.54. <laughs> My Uber rating, I can't wait for this pandemic to end because it's going to go straight up like a SpaceX <laughs> Shout Pratt. out to the 4.54
3: four crew. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> My gosh! But yeah, that was, that's the first time you and I met, Rich. Come on, hour two, Chris Long, and more conversation that's fun, like DP, in a moment.
5: That's hilarious. Great
1: question. <laughs> did you come up with that question yes, yourself? Yes, swear to God, <laughs> I, of course I did. I'm, wow. I'm Rich. I'm getting better
0: on air. <laughs> it's taken six, <laughs> it's seven taken, years. It's what? taken a lot you have have thought. Given me. <laughs>
1: And r- I, no, but I was a five star um, Yeah, it was cool. It was right it was right but down you, the street. It hey, was very fight, nice to do here, that. Did you
3: sit in the front seat? Oh mm.
1: of course. Yeah,
3: he sat in the front. Right. Here's something else that I Go guarantee I could stop. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> stop. Please pause. Oh, this is amazing. Te- again, I'll describe to you this is how close. And this is what was great about Chris Long <laughs> yeah. and Dan, and we were the benefic- beneficiary of, uh, of it for years. Oh, yeah. We, uh, we had yeah, set up every ever. Super Bowl. Yeah. It was yeah. unreal. Amazing. It was unreal. Next to Dan. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. it was amazing. On the Presidio, the campus of the Presidio in San Francisco, we had the Golden mm-hmm. Gate Bridge behind us. I mean, unreal. We had an old West set. But this is what their mo- the mantra is: like. We're not going to do Radio Row. We're going to do something different. And, and that's going to be, despite the money we spend, a difference maker. Just you don't see that a lot in our business anymore. Like we're going to spend money because what is on the screen will differentiate us along with the content. And it doesn't matter if it's just 50 yards away from the convention center where everyone else is. We're going to build something. So I've told you how far it was. (laughs) You thought I was going to hop in the back
4: of an SUV (laughs) and let someone else drive me (laughs)
1: like I'm Miss Daisy (laughs) to the convention center. To the piggly wiggly <laughs> of the Super Bowl media. <laughs> wow. Come on. No. Uh, I, I just asked if you did. I mean,
3: it's a valid question, it is I not a valid question. What do you mean? When it you is. get driven around it is. everywhere. No. You hop not in a the valid back. question. Because Rich, a know. lot of times people when you're getting SUVs, you on. don't hop up front. not you personally, but people don't always hop, up front. hop up front. And you didn't. You know, TJ. You don't time. know Yeah, but I mean,
1: you could have been this like this guy kind enough to drive me in the pouring rain, you know, like two hundred yards. He's getting wet himself, <laughs> and and I'm like, I'll be in the back. We won't talk, <laughs> you know. Just hold bill- on a second, and I apologize. <laughs> I apologize to NBC Sports on Peacock in advance. You are an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> we're working blue for, what folks. What was, it? you've been warning me to say that you finally pushed my button. I'm cutting I this and putting on a loop. to my friends at Universal writ large. <laughs> Nine. Not-